they buy some sort of distraction horses. <laughs> right. Which I, I thought was actually clever, yeah. right? Like and to just like cover their tracks, basically. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work, but I do like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I I like that the sort of the scale at which they're operating kind of grows and grows to just try and and spend money. I remember one time, Darius, I asked you what you would do if, if you ever won the lottery. And you said that you would pay someone to call you every morning and tell you you were an asshole until you got rid of all the money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's one way to do it. I'm a a job creator. It depends. Uh, it depends how much money it was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, if I won five hundred bucks in the exactly. lottery, like you it's could a win different. like a million bucks in the lottery. After taxes, you have like four hundred thousand dollars. You can get rid like, of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's yeah. that's that's fine. That's, yeah. No, but this was like the yeah. Powerball totally. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you were if you woke up and you were a billionaire, right. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about men inside men. <laughs> it's really a, a kind of an evergreen theme of JoJo's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, there's like family lineage in your responsibility in the face of destiny, and then also men inside other men. For some reason, I'm like conflating the moist abs uh, right. from oh, very yeah. early on with yeah. when Gyro or Johnny puts their fist inside each other. I mean, I feel like the pillar men probably did something where one of them was fully inside there the other. There has to have right? been. And we did have a man inside a horse. Yeah, that's true. We had Jack the Ripper. But we are oh, going yeah. to iterate on that. And today. we had a man affix his head to another man's body. Uh, right. <laughs> so, you know. And this is a synthesis of all those things today. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Today 11, we're be, 11 ways. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about chapters 46 and 47, which is the rest of the Sugar Mountain arc. It is not actually the rest of the story. For Sugar Mountain. Which somehow we missed. I mean, not that... I mean, it's okay to end our episode on a cliffhanger, but I'm also just like, I am currently on a cliffhanger. Right. Where's my resolution here? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what happens. I read ahead because I was just like, God damn it. Um, but, but yeah, this podcast is going to end on a cliffhanger today. We open... I would like to talk about Iraqi's author's note and his angry seasons just for a second mostly i just think it's funny and relatable i think i think someone should just read it out loud because it's good it's good to read well is that someone you because you have it open i mean yeah i have it open i can do it (laughs) i mean unless i didn't want to steal it from one of you go for it um all right there are things called quote angry seasons for me it's a time when i strangely start to get aggravated by the world's rules and regulations but even more bizarrely when that phase goes away I start to think that those same things that I was irritated by are now great. Most recently, two horror movies called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, and The Texas Chain Killer, Beginning, came out, (laughs) and mistakenly, I bought the wrong DVD. Hey, note, The Texas Chain Killer, Beginning is called Hoboken Hollow in America. (laughs) So really? (laughs) But... When my angry season passes, I'll probably think it was good that I bought two interesting looking horror movies. I love how he equates that story with like the rules and regulations of society. Like, what are you talking right. about? The rules that we must have DVDs that look alike. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm talking to the people who tried to make a ripoff movie and I'm like, we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I, I really appreciate that he doesn't specify which was the one he originally wanted. To yeah, that's true. Watch. Yeah, and They're also both interesting looking. Yeah, and also confirming my assumptions about him that he probably watches a lot of horror media. Yeah, he's probably seen every horror movie, including what was it called? 
Hoboken Hill. Yeah, Hoboken Hollow. Hoboken Hollow, yeah. (laughs) I also want to note the subtitle of this volume, which is Qualifications for the Corpse, Qualifications for Friendship, which I just really (laughs) like the juxtaposition between the corpse and friendship. So we open on our boys. They have all this money and nowhere to spend it. And, yeah. and, and by the way, just the literally the opening panel is just them in like this birch forest from like a, as like an establishing shot. And it's just so gorgeous. And like all the art, basically every panel in this arc, in these two chapters, I was just like, shit, I need to just like stop and enjoy this. I actually gasped out loud when I turned to the panel of the town yes. with like the, the building and the scaffolding. I was like, <gasps> And I was like, all oh, right, I've like seen this before many times, but it is really gorgeous. And there's another shot where like Johnny is in the foreground. And he's and- drawn uh, in like a pencil, yeah. like, sort of like a outline style. Yeah. Yeah. We, we start to see this a lot more in part eight, but it's cool to see this happening like early on here in part seven. It's one of my favorite Iraqi art things. Same, same, same. Yeah. I just have to say that the fact that this is taking place in rural Wisconsin just really skews how I feel <laughs> about everyone in the story. Look, I want my anime action stories to be set halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee. <laughs> that's, I don't know what's wrong with that. Oh, it's just... I think that that's where Shonen Time is active in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Is this I, day over yet? No, I still have to finish my monologue. Uh, I say as a as someone from uh, as a a true coastal elite. I don't know. I've driven <laughs> from Indianapolis to Milwaukee, and that feels accurate. <laughs> does every does every second last four episodes? <laughs> Maybe. I there's, don't know. There's not airplanes yet in the year this is set, so this but you can call this like a race through country yes. or something, you know, like just yeah. just for just for cross country racing. <laughs> I do appreciate that they learn immediately that once you have money, it's a lot easier to make money than it is to lose money. Yeah. Yeah, the, this could this might as well be called like the rich get richer. Right. Or more money, more problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More money, more problems, more money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's is again it's a one of Iraqi's little ghost story type stories just wrapped in here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's basically like they have all this stuff and they have to get rid of it before sunset and they run into lots of problems around things like people being like, why do you want to like pay me so much money for this thing? Are you trying to scam me? That And the rules become clear um, over time that what use up means when they have to use up the money, use up the diamond and the gold they're not allowed to just give it away. So like when Gyro tries to give the farmer who is trying to shoot them because they want to buy his land for too much money and they might be foreigners, when he tries to give him the watch, the watch he starts to turn into a tree like immediately. Yeah. Or like the I thought the gambling thing, it's the next chapter, but the gambling thing was really interesting where it's like – it was right. as long as it was fair gambling, they could get rid of the money. But the moment the casino started cheating, then it was like, "Oh, this is predetermined, and thus we're we're turning into trees." Well, I think that's now. specifically because they knew that it was predetermined. Or yeah, they knew that they right. would yeah. lose. So yeah. they so if they were betting to lose, then then it wasn't. Then right. they weren't betting. They were just throwing, throwing money away. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 basically entirely about like your intent in getting rid of the money, uh, essentially, right? Like, as long as the person, as long as you're getting rid of it in a way that some arbitrary third party, I guess the The tree tree (laughs) thinks is fair, then you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tree dealing. 
they end up, yeah, with this extremely profitable building and <laughs> and all the tenants who pay their rent on time. And it turns out there's ore underneath the building. There's like a, an active mine underneath the building. I don't understand why that building was for sale. I have to be honest. <laughs> oh, no, but it, it wasn't really for sale. Like, they were basically just like, if you way overpay, they'll give it to you. Yeah, and they'll like, expedite and that, the And that's what makes it fair. Right. right? Like, so, yeah, so they end up with that building, and then they, they decide to gamble, and they keep winning. So yep. then they double their money. Yeah, don't forget, they also have a hill in the middle of nowhere that they did get from that guy in exchange for mushrooms. Right, because he wanted the Matsutake mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, so they've, they've just... This they, rural American yeah. farmer who, uh, in the... In the, in the 1890s, who knows Japanese mushrooms well, really well. Various people have hobbies. Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are complex. They have layers. Uh, Nor- Norisuke <laughs> came through earlier on the race and was like, let me show you these mushrooms. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, so they've acquired quite a bit and they're trying to get rid of it. And then those 11 very synchronized men show up. Yeah, they're being chased like the whole time. They can tell. We never get an explanation about what this guy's deal is, do we? Which oh, I mean, I guess he's just an assassin. He's another one of the, Which guy? Oh, the, the, the 11 the, guys. The 11 guys. The 11 oh, yeah. guys who's just kind of the, the mass of 11 guys. The synchronized guys. Yeah. They, I, I think that they're just that they're they hired sent assassins. By the yeah, they're yeah. the president's right? assassins. Yeah. yeah. So these bakers, N minus two dozen. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of a baker's dozen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think somewhere in there they give his stand name and stuff. Yeah, it's called Tattoo You. Oh, right, yeah. right, because it's a tattoo on their back that, yeah. that make that lets them merge in and out of each other with a creepy baby mask. Yeah, with yeah. a baby face. And the baby face really is scary. not the tattoo. The right. tattoo is like the black and white kind of like monochromatic flowy pattern. Yeah, but the tattoo is it's on their clothes. It's not a yeah, tattoo. Yeah, it's, it's unclear as to like how it works. I mean, here, knowing Iraqi, they probably have the tattoo on their back and then also wear clothes over it with the matching tattoo. <laughs> it's like a matching pattern. But I still don't understand why there's a baby head on yeah, there. No, that is, that is never explained. I, I do feel like whatever these people's deal is, it was deemed not important enough to get a flashback oh, or a description. Unless the baby head is actually the stand. Yeah, like I think the, the, the I think the, the baby guy. head is like the head oh. of the stand. Yeah, it's like, you know, just like uh, Tusk has a face, that yeah. sort of thing. And then I think, uh, like, like I'm guessing it's similar to that stand from part four where it's on your back. Yeah. Um, like, you know, so, so, so the tattoo is like the manifestation of the stand. I'm guessing, like, normal people can't see the tattoo and it's or really like a... Or the baby head. Yeah, or the baby... Well, certainly <laughs> not the baby head, yeah. Oh, I would hope not. Okay. That yeah, makes sense. I think that I accept that fact checked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good because th- I can't explain anything else about these two chapters. Okay, I it makes sense to me since eventually Gyro does explain on the page what is happening visually, I retroactively then was able to parse what was going on on the page. See, I'm I, it's the opposite for me. Like I understand what Gyro says, but when I go back and try to connect one panel to the next to the next, I still have like no idea what is like physically happening in space, especially the fight stuff where they're just doing the shootout stuff. I'm just like, I, who shot who? Like occasionally there's a steel ball braining someone. I know that must have been gyro, <laughs> but like. I think that basically like they operate as 11 men, which basically means they can't really die, but then they kind of do. But, but like 
they can't die for a while because they can use each other's bodies to like swim through and kind of they it kind of use them as like portals. It's to me, it's it's similar. It's like a portal. Like they can enter through somebody's back and pop out someone else's back. So they're basically like swimming through space, like by jumping into each other's backs and jumping out. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't make sense to look at because when you look at it, they just look like a kind of like smashed together mass of people. Mm, yeah. And so, you know, you can kill one of them, but that still leaves 10 people. And so that's why, like, I really like the headshot that Johnny does with yeah. Tusk. It's rather gory for JoJo's, honestly, to me. Just really, really explicit. And then two guys come out of that guy's back. So it's right. like, so we're, we're down to 10 people, and then two of them are coming out of that corpse. Right. It's like, we're down to 10 people, but the... 11th body is still in play yeah so it's now a place where a person or more than one person could come out and shoot you okay all right all right yeah i i I get that that makes sense so i think that's what he's trying to convey with the sort of different angles of like guns and Mm -hmm. and hands and stuff is Mm -hmm. that it's like and that's why I think at one point Gyro's like, I got shot from behind or like, you know, it's like. Right. Cause there's like panels where like someone's arm is facing one direction, but their hand is like facing a completely unnatural direction and pointing a gun. It's probably like, someone else's hand. Right. Coming through their arm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's what it is. It's like, I think people are then as they, cause they think they get it down to what, like seven people left yeah. or something. Sure so thing. it's like as there's, there's, they start moving and killing people but then other people it's sort of like weird whack-a-mole so people yeah whack-a-mole keep, stand okay yeah. people <laughs> keep popping up yeah but you're still narrowing down but then it's like as in whatever position those people fall a body still comes out of the tattoo right and then a, a person still comes out of the tattoo of that body right so there is some weird geometry at play right so it's whack-a-mole but what if you gave the moles guns kind of yeah yeah, okay, yes. yeah cool i do have a question Earlier on in the first of the two issues we read, where the corpse arm, like, suddenly kind of appears and oh, goes yeah. into Gyro, yeah. and we get the, the narration from Sugar Mountain is her name, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We get the narration from Sugar Mountain that's like, you know, I finally feel like I know what I was guardian of, those two corpse parts. They were waiting for the chosen ones who deserved them, and that's why we kept them here for so long. Now we can leave. I think that's a, f- a flashback. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I do. I did and get that. They was must a... have put the rabbit arm in. Okay. The spring, because I also had the same question. But I, there is a, an image of something in the spring, and it's an arm, a small arm, and I yeah. think that it's the that they just like did the same thing with the rabbit. Okay. Um, to get the arm as well. But yeah, I was also just like, wait, where did an arm come from? But especially because it transitions right from when Gyro starts to like turn into a tree for the first time, yes. and visually. There's obviously like some similarities between the arm going into Gyro's arm and the tree like crawling up his legs. Mm, yeah. So I was like really confused for a second. Yeah, but I'm I pretty yeah. sure that that's the situation. Yeah, I agree. And I think that must have been a thing of like, oh, shit, this was a piece of information that was missing. Yeah. And I like when Johnny's like, okay, that tree was a devil's palm, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like where he's just like, it's clearly we're being tested before we get any of these corpse parts. And so this is just another test. Yeah. Just like the devil's palm was. Yeah. I also, I like how the tree kind of communicates with them too. Like it isn't just like a binary question of like, did you do this or not by sundown? It's like, Along the way, like if you're thinking about it wrong, right. it's kind of like this This comes up like in part six, um, which obviously we have not discussed, but like 
this idea that like the way that you're thinking, the direction your thoughts are going can actually affect how a stand mm. will attack you or not mm-hmm. is something that Araki will return to. Yeah, which I guess is like almost a literalization of what happens in horror movies where like people with certain ideologies get killed in certain ways, you know, uh, and it's just like, oh, but that's it's actually the mechanism of the stand in this case is like if you think in a way that this power decides is is impure or something, yeah. right? Like then you're attacked. I think that makes sense especially given that they're supposedly like the destined ones who are going to either make or break this like cycle yeah resolve the stand essentially yeah i do wonder if like theoretically if they succeed and free sugar mountain i don't remember like what if anything happens with the tree like does it not have anything to guard anymore or like and do all the fruits leave i don't remember i mean she actually (laughs) says in in this first issue she's like if you manage to succeed then me and mommy and daddy and everyone will be free so uh so i I think there won't be any more yeah there won't be any more people in the tree so it'll just be a normal maybe a normal tree or maybe it'll be waiting for the next time jesus christ dies so it can yeah (laughs) Yeah, so all of our like back and forth trying to explain this in the next issue it was just like here's how this stands works it's like oh okay yeah we could have just read ahead (laughs) i um uh when they get to town which is where you got that awesome uh scaffolding picture i like that the first thing they do is go to a restaurant and like buy a very expensive meal and then (laughs) i I love that the next thing they do is just buy amazing outfits for their horses i know (laughs) they're just like we're just gonna like adorn our horses in like gold and jewels like that seems like a good way to spend our money which is fair enough And then Gyro tries to pick up a couple of lesbians. The tree does not like that. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's another random pair of lesbians. Once they realize that a good way to lose money is to gamble. So they go into the casino and we have the the shot of the casino, which also has a lesbian couple in the background. Thanks, Araki. Yeah. For the representation. Oh, also the scene where they're like talking to the mortgage guy about the building and all that. This reminds me of the scene where uh, in part four, where the kids go to the bank and try to like redeem their uh, lottery tickets, right? Yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah. And there's like more of this kind of thing in part nine, too. It's like basically just like tense standoffs at the (laughs) bank with the teller um, who doesn't believe you. And I got to believe that it's just a result of like a Rocky going to the bank and having an awkward conversation and then being like, I should write an issue about this. Look, recently I had to mail a check to the bank to deposit it it's still being processed by usps thank you but i absolutely like empathize here i'm just like okay like this is like absolutely having awkward standoffs with various bankers about things yeah unfortunately not about accidentally making 60 million dollars <laughs> oh I, I i did notice that when we get to the casino we do get johnny in his wheelchair again which yeah, we yeah. which we haven't seen in a long time yeah i know usually on a horse too. i like almost forgot yeah where are they keeping i that? was just gonna say do they have like really advanced <laughs> like travel wheelchair technology does every town have a wheelchair ready to go i highly doubt it i would hope not so in this that'd country. be great but <laughs> not in America. this was this was this was about 100 years before ada was passed also, so you know do we are we gonna pretend like because the ada is oh, passed no. <laughs> that uh that things are actually accessible yeah no come on that would be cute i just i saw that and then i was like on where on the horse 
horse? Are they storing <laughs> this, this um, wheelchair? I think of it as like in a JRPG when you like pick up an item oh, and yeah. it's like kind of absorbed mm, into your yeah, body yeah. until you need it again. In the third chapter, so the second chapter that we're talking about, Gyro gets injured so he's bleeding and he specifically says like i have one to two minutes to live i'm like thank you for setting up the beginning of shonen time like starting right, right yeah, now yeah yeah that he goes like that's not a lot of time yeah <laughs> definitely time enough to talk about it yeah i was disappointed that nothing happened with the roulette wheel and spin it just seems like a well you know, i mean it did kind of i mean they they didn't like make a pun about it but johnny did use his bullet hole. Yeah, that's true. It. I was just, I was just hoping it would spin in a golden ratio or something. Yeah, you know? it would have like, been cool. Just, yeah, but yeah, we've kind of, I think, wandered away from the lessons about spin for the moment. Right, that's true. Yeah, got a long way to go. Well, especially because I think that they were kind of resolved, at least in silent way. Yeah, that's true. It's it, it certainly narratively hit like a like a nice um, resolution for the time being. I do really like how this arc turns into not just one like Mexican standoff, but like a Mexican standoff that leads into another one that leads into another one. Like it's just everyone's pointing guns at everyone in this casino. Yeah, it reminded um, me of that scene in like the Naked Gun where you know everyone <laughs> <laughs> everyone takes out guns, like babies take out guns. Right. I mean. <laughs> and then eventually Gyro kind of like cuts through the noise and is like, actually, half of these guys are bodyguards that I hired with our $60 million to assassinate the assassins because that's the only way to do it. And by the way, they don't feel they've been paid enough. They need that building too. So it's like he's kind of perfectly getting rid of all of the fungible items that they have. Yeah, I I really appreciate how this resolves, which is the idea that when your life is on the line, there's really no amount of money yes. that can satisfy saving your your life. Yeah. Right. So it's like you're paying for something priceless, truly priceless, so it's fair. Yeah. yeah. So when he's offering like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for a piece of thread, he doesn't start to turn into the tree because it's understood that like it's if worth that it. thread saves his life, then it's worth however much money. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like it it shows, one, that Gyro is very, very smart even when he's dying. And then two, also just like the lesson, though, which will be paid off in, in the next – like this story actually resolves itself, even though it's not called Sugar Mountain Part 3, uh, in the next part, which is part one of Tubular Bells. But this really sets up that idea that even though they have $60 million, which I don't even know what the conversion is for – 1899 sure but that's yeah. a, a bajillion dollars an extraordinary amount money. of money i mean say it's a it's quite a bit of money now and they have this ridiculously profitable real estate and they have some other you know and he just gives it all away because it saved their lives and that's yeah. a fair exchange yeah i just want to say i'm, I'm going to show you this it's great great radio but um i just love this panel too the one yeah, where they're like, kind of like snuggling behind the pillar. Yeah, and it's a full page splash, but it's just, it's not like an action scene. It's just a kind of another establishing shot. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful yeah. work. Yeah. This is one of my very favorite arcs in Steel Ball Run. Yeah, me too. And I'm I'm bummed that we like, well, no, I'm not, because it'll be really fun to talk about that <laughs> in the next episode. Well, and Tubular Bells is, is Yeah, fun Tubular too. Bells is great. I, I do love uh, that Johnny goes full finger guns in this. Yeah. Like, we get to see, like, you know, after he sort of develops his finger gun power in the last arc, you know, he's just full on, like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, and we get down to, like, a classic Western trope of, like, 
how many bullets are left and do they know how many I have left yeah. and like how, and which is very obvious with Johnny because he has fingernails uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is I, I really ap- appreciate again like if you're gonna do a western like this is one of the like the standoff classics is like only one bullet left and like have they been counting my shots and yeah. I wasn't really counting my shots and now I've got to like use it really wisely. So oh, I think that's cool. Here. Yeah. Also after Gyro, after Gyro's hired assassins kill the 11 men, he has this like triumphant panel where I, this is just one of those like out of context quote things that I would just show someone if they were like, what's Jojo's about? I'd say it's him going, we successfully used up all our things, Johnny. Looks like we're not going to be turning into a tree after all. <laughs> yeah. And of course there's a catch, which is they right. totally forgot that they have the to somehow use and... up the corpse parts and yeah. they have no idea how, but gyro is surprise, surprise, turning back into a tree. Johnny, has somehow been spared, and so he has a decision to make, and that is how the chapter ends. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, and uh, Gyro turns into a tree, and that's the end of Steel Ball. Yeah, it's, it's, we're just we're <laughs> hanging out with tree Gyro now. Yeah, and Johnny yeah. turns into Jesus because he yeah. keeps all the corpse parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did want to point out that when I was reading this, I noticed so the um, the eleven men have um, newsprint for their facial hair. And maybe right, all Rocky's their hair. Rocky's super yeah. into yeah. using newsprint right now, and yeah. I support it. Yeah, it's like a texture, and uh, and I and I zoomed in on one, and there was definitely like a snippet of a headline about uh, American President George W. Bush, and that reminded me that this arc began in 2004, which is about a year after the Iraq War kicked off. And it's just really interesting to me that we have this arc where, like, I think it was maybe 10 issues ago or something where it's like, do you think maybe America's the bad guy? (laughs) You know, like, it's coming out in this particular political moment. So it's not just, it's, it's like, it is saying something about the world at the time that it was coming out. And I just, that just made me, yeah. you know, think about the fact that these guys are literally fighting the president. It gives extra meaning to it. And it is worth putting a pin in that and coming back to it because like some of, now that I'm thinking about it, like thematically, like there are things that just very much like match with that. Like yeah. as we get further on into the series. Yeah. Yeah, I love Steel Ball Run and I love this arc a lot. And it finishes up actually the first part of Tubular Bells concludes the storyline of Sugar Mountain. Mountain. So our next episode is going to cover all of Tubular Bells, parts one, two, and three. And stick around for that. And that's uh, that's chapters 48, 49, and 50. Thank you. Yeah. So we're making good progress. We are. There will be less of a gap between You know, <laughs> this every time, time we say, say that. that no, but, but this time it's, it's true. This time yeah. it's really true. Yep. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that a farmer in Wisconsin would leave for Matsutake mushrooms. Nice. <laughs> I've never heard of these things before. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. <laughs>